Hello and welcome to Negligent Knights of the Ramjack Network. Oh, hey everybody. It's me, Alex. And joining us today for Ramjack is our good friend, Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. It's been a while, citizens. Um, you may not know this, but we had to take a break because um, I had to sell and buy a house, which I talked a little bit about buying a house last time. And there's there's much to be said about selling one's home. Um, but thank you for being here. Uh, we appreciate it. Brad, I appreciate you. I, I value our you, friendship friend. and our podcast. Oh, yeah. How are you? I'm swell. I, uh, you know, I mean, I haven't bought or sold any houses, but, you know, you know, I, I took my car to the shop last week. Ooh, why? What happened? Oh, boy. I've been having a situation for, like, I don't know, I, not quite a year, but, like, oh, no. many months. But the thing is, I wasn't really driving that much because I was working from home and, you know, yeah, why would pretty you, much yeah. stayed within a one-mile radius. So I wasn't really fucking worried about it. I, so the check engine light was going on and off sporadically. So I took it to the shop last year and they were like, yeah, we think it may be, uh, um, I don't know, fuel injector or something else. Or, you know, it could be any number of things, but keep an eye on it. If it comes on again, uh, we'll get it checked out. And I'm like, all right, well, all right. So that seems like fine. Because I again, it, it was driving fine. I was barely driving at all to begin with. So who knows? You huh. know, I'm not even driving enough for it to be an issue. The light would come on, you know, it would be off for like a week or two and then it would come on again and then it would go off and then it would come on again. So it was like, and I wasn't could driving be anything. enough. Yeah, it could be absolutely anything. So I wasn't really that worried about it. And so then I was like, okay, well, it seemed fine. Then it started like coming on more often. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I need to take this and get it checked. Um, but I just, I, I needed an oil change anyway at that point. So I went to another place and like had them check it while they were, you know, changing the oil. And they were like, oh, well, it may be your battery. And that's, and I, had, the car needed jumping a couple of times. It needed a new battery. So I was like, all right, well, let's go ahead and get that new battery in there let's just do that we need that anyway yeah. sounds good so it's like all right this may fix my problem and the light stayed off for a while but again wasn't driving so it's impossible to gauge these things mm -hmm. uh like a little bit later the light came back on again i was like ah fuck well probably need to take this shop probably need to go to the shop but again it wasn't i wasn't driving and then i went back to the office and i was like all right well I still don't work that far from home, so it's like, I'm, I'm still not even driving that much. And then I got a job offer, like, immediately, so I'm like, well, I'm not going to the, I'm not going to take my car to the shop when I'm, like, in the process of changing jobs. Like, yeah. I, that's going to be expensive. This, this is going to be fucking expensive. So, ever since I started the job, like, alright, I need to take this fucking car to the shop, for real, and figure out what the hell's going on. So, I made an appointment... Are there any other things other than the lights just coming on and off? It's just the light. It seems fine. It's driving fine. So it's really just but something in the back of your mind. Something's wrong and it's trying to tell me, but it can't. Something seems fine. Wrong. Like, it, huh. it, there is something that's going on that's triggering this. It may not be important at all, but the only thing I've been told is, like, fuel injector. Is the only thing that I've... The only thing anyone's actually said. And I've looked that up and that's expensive. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So... I, I know that going in. I'm like, all right, well, this is probably going to be expensive. Now, in my mind, I always, because I'm paranoid and, you know, have lived through things, like, I always assume for the worst. And, like, in my mind, I, I usually have a number of how much I'm going to have to spend on car repairs. And it's always astronomical compared to reality. Like, I think I just, in my mind, I have, like, a budget of, uh, yeah, I'm going to need, like, $1,200 worth of car things, like, every, at least every other year. Yeah. That's okay. insane. That's never I mean, yeah, going to happen. But that's 
unlikely. That's very unlikely that I'm going to need $600 in like unexpected car expenses per year. But in oh, my yeah. mind, like there's $1,200 that's waiting to be spent on my car at some point because mm-hmm. something's going to happen and I'd rather be prepared. So in my mind, I'm already planning, okay, this is going to be bad. This is going to be, this is going to be full, full expense. So I made an appointment and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to work from home Monday and drop my car off. Luckily, it's like two blocks away. So, so I'm working from home last Monday, drop the car off. They're like, oh, okay. they call me a couple hours later. They're like, yeah, uh, it's definitely a fuel injector. So, uh, um, uh, yeah, that's good. We're going to need to work on that. And, uh, but it's covered under warranty. So it's not going to cost <gasps> anything. Hooray. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? What? All this fucking time I've been like stressing out about this and this shit is just going to be completely covered under warranty and get fixed. Why didn't you guys do this the first time? And then I'm still like, even when I go to pick up, I, cause they needed an extra day to get the parts in. Um, so I had to work, I got to work from home two days last week, which was nice. Ooh. Well, there's going to be, it's going to be like, you know, yeah, labor, yeah. like it's, this is still going to be crazy expensive. <laughs> I go pick up the car. They're like, here are your keys. No charge covered under warranty. Wow. $0. Here's your bill for $0. Wow. That's pretty awesome. That's fucking magical. It's Absolutely. cool that that is covered under warranty because I get fuel yeah. injector is part of the engine, I think. So if this, if you have like a what sixty thousand mile warranty or fifty thousand, whatever it is, of course you didn't hit that already. No, no, my car's got like twenty seven thousand miles on it. Like I was really waiting for a whammy too in that story. Where yeah, like well, I, there's, it's it's free, but the booth space, like the the base yeah. space. That's eight hundred dollars a day. Exactly, and we had to keep it for an exactly. extra day, even though that's not your fault. It's not ours either. It'll be sixteen uh, hundred dollars, yeah. please. Yeah, no, I was, waiting, I was waiting for it. I absolutely waiting for it. So, um, so I got away on that. Uh, now my oven, uh, um, unfortunately, the heating element died in the oven. Oh god! So I do have to replace that. Um, but you know, doesn't the apartment I, complex do that? Okay, here's the thing. Yes, of course they they do. But here are my options. I have them do that, and I have to deal with a rando coming to my apartment at some point. Or I pay $20 and I buy a new heating element and I just reinstall it myself, which is what I always do, because I don't want a rando, like, in my house. There you so, go. I, it, but it won't be here till Friday. Ooh. So, yeah. So I, I ordered over the weekend. won't be here till this Friday. Um, so because of that, Alex, I took up your suggestion, bought an air fryer. Ooh, very nice. So, what are your thoughts so far? Do you like it? I, I mean, so far I only had it for I think two days. I made some onion rings. Cool. I had a bunch of onions, and I was like, I got some onions. I got some panko. I can do this. So I made some onion rings, and they were delightful. I'm that, sure I'm sure I'll use it more, but I haven't not had the chance yet. It's really cool. I my favorite thing to do with it is to heat up food that I would normally heat up in the oven, like leftovers or something, mm-hmm. especially pizza. It takes far less time. Nice. I think it's ready in like minutes and it's not gooey and wet like when you put it in the microwave and reheat it. Like anything oh. you reheat is still crispy and great. It's just awesome. Like nice. that alone is worth it, but like cooking in it also really good. Yeah. I'm excited for you, friend. It's it's nice. It's nice. I'm, I was like, well, I didn't have all that car expense, so let's fucking buy an air fryer. Why not? <laughs> Rules to live by. Why no. not? Like I just bought I just bought some haddock. Like I was gonna make fish and chips, and then Ooh, my oven died, that... and I was like, what the fuck? Damn you, oven! Can you do that in the air fryer? Yeah. No. Perfect. So I think I think I may do that. I don't know. I was planning to do it on the weekend though, so I don't know if I'll. But I don't have, I'll have time during during the week. I may have to wait. But whatever. Wow, what an adventure. Cars, ovens, air fryers. 
Well, I mean, time. changing your own heating element in your oven is easy to do. Even on, yeah. I mean, it took me an hour maybe to do mine, but mine also was weirdly complex and hard to get to, but not di impossible. It just took time and patience and it's been working fine. Yeah, I've done it a couple times before, so it's no big deal. Yeah, you're solid. Um, so I, while we were gone on our hiatus, I, I sold my house. Congrats. We are now contract, it's pending. Pins and needles. It was a very emotional experience, <laughs> ups and downs. And I was not prepared for the, um, I mean, I knew, I, I knew that the darker side of buying a house or selling a house existed, but when you experience it, it brings it all the more home. I, and I don't, I didn't mean to do that uh, from a pun perspective, but it, it really does hit you differently. Um, Cause as we know, these are hard times for people economically. Um, we sold our house for around the mid, well, we, we listed it around the mid 300,000s, 350,000-ish, thinking that's more than we paid for it, but things have appreciated and these are crazy times. And we have put a lot of money into it, easily 50 uh, plus thousand, if not like closer to 75,000, because we remodeled the kitchen. We've done tons of work remodeling other rooms. Uh, the waterproofing the basement was not cheap, but it worked and it's awesome. A lot of money went in this house. All right, comps in the area. We listed it at what we thought was a fair market value and it was, it is. The second we list, like literally the day that we listed, constant cars coming by our house, slowing down, just outside with binoculars, people with notepads looking at it, taking notes. And I'm like, are these some kind of weird, like creepy realtors or something? Like, is there where's something shady? No, these are all people just desperate to get a house. Well, I went out and picked up lunch and uh, had to wait because the people were coming by, different people were driving by the house, slowing down and like looking at it and then realizing, oh, that guy's selling his house and he's like backing out of the driveway, waving at me. Um, it's... Yeah, it was weird. Went and picked up lunch and came back and someone's in my driveway and I'm like, well, who's this? Um, it could be anyone. Maybe someone's delivering something. Maybe my wife accidentally ordered DoorDash, even though I just ordered his food and went to got it. I don't know what's going on, but I'm out there and someone <laughs> says, hey. It's the food you ordered. Shit. Oh, like, I, 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 retrospect, hate it. Let me just DoorDash yeah. it in the minutes you're gone. I'm going to so order the good up. food. <laughs> well, it could have also been my realtor because she, we put it online and made sure everything was okay. And then she would, she was going to come by and put the sign in the yard after she did something. So we're like, all right, that's cool. So I thought maybe it's, maybe it's a realtor doing to that. It's not, it's another, it's a family. Hey, we, your house is, for, your house is the one for sale, right? Yeah. Can we come in and look? We'd love to buy oh. it. And I'm like, no, uh, I just went to go pick up lunch. Um, and we know we're not doing an open house. Um, and we have, we have no, we, the open house is on Sunday if you want to come to that. And they're like, well, you know, we're pre-approved. We have a pre-approval letter. Um, would love to just go ahead and get in and see what's Ugh. up. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but no. Um, one, I also say we also want to work through a realtor because it's obvious you don't have one. I, I didn't say that part, but I'm like, make sure you get with your realtor. They can talk with our realtor to set up like a visitation time or um, you can come on Sunday at the open house. And they, they are they're disheartened, but realize, oh, I haven't, I, this is not a good impression if I was trying to buy this house from this person yeah. because I am blocking their ability to eat lunch. And they did not know this, but could not spare time because I have a meeting I have to jump into like literally very quickly. I still have to eat and then do that. So if time is already wasted, not a good first impression, but I wouldn't hold it again. I mean, th these people are desperate. They're, they're trying to get a house. And this is just the first of the, a long line of people who are going to desperately try to get in and maybe before everyone else make an offer. Uh, and that, that happened a lot. Ugh, fuck off. No. Um, yeah. So 
We have, we have, I have security cameras in my house, uh, partially to make sure that the cats and the dog don't lock themselves in places when we're gone. <laughs> it's mainly to watch them, uh, to make sure they're okay, because we, we've had the cats get a little uh, happy with doors and shut themselves and be trapped, and other things. But also to make sure when packages are delivered that we know that they're there when people bring food. It's great. So we took all of them down because you can't really have cameras up because that's weird and people will think, why is this person watching me going through your house? But we had like every, well, we had tons, tons of uh, people coming them. in. I would just hide them. I, there's no there's no way I'm going to have people in my house that I'm living in and not have cameras, friend. So we did a really good job of getting, well, we did a good job of getting anything of value. I would put extra cameras in if I'm having <laughs> well, weirdos I, traipsing through my house. So I was going to. I was like, all right, cool. I have the camera on the front door. I have a camera here. I'm going to make sure that there's a camera in our bedroom just to make sure, you know, that people are on the up and up because obviously I'm not recording them for any suspicious purpose other than to make sure they're not just doing create. I don't know who these people are. Yeah. And I was more worried about the open house because when you have a realtor, there's like an unspoken thing. They go through the house with people. There's like a, there's a code of ethics there of like, you know what, uh, realtor to realtor, homeowner to pos possible purchaser. We're going to make sure this is on the up and up. Yeah. So I kind of trust that situation, but it's the open house where there is just strangers coming into my house. I'm like, fuck yeah. that. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. My realtor and my wife said, no, we can't, we can't record people. And I'm like, well, I'm not taking out the, f the front camera. I, I'm going to keep the fir first camera on our door outside. And it's a good thing I fucking did for that will come later in Ooh. the story. But I do everything. Anything that has like personal information on it, uh, precious documents come with me. So we take those when we leave because um, we leave for two days to go spend time at my wife's parents' house. And we let people come and visit for one full day. And then uh, on Sunday or Saturday, and then there's the open house and some uh, people visiting, like checking it out on Sunday. And then we come back late Sunday. Um, and that was all we were going to do. We we're going to have people come there. They can put in offers. And if any offers were made, we would evaluate them on Monday night and decide which one we wanted or leave it open for more offers. So again, all precious documents, all electronics with me, anything that had personal data. So we were safe from at least that perspective. If there's a weirdo going through our drawers, they would just find normal drawer things. Nothing, nothing that could steal our identity, thankfully, hopefully. So, and I know that sounds paranoid. Who would ever do this? And thankfully, no one has so far that we know. Uh, partially maybe because we did those steps. Who knows? But people start coming. It was a good thing I did keep the camera in the front for, uh, we'll get to that in a second. So even though my wife protested, like, we should take all the cameras down, turn them off, we're not going to need them on. I took all the ones in the house down, except for the one in my bedroom that I kept on in secret. They did not know about that. Good job. And that's, and that's fine. Um, my wife still does not know that this happened. Anyway, the one in the front, of course, I did not take down because that's our main through the, the whole front of the house. So yeah. I, that way we can see what's going on. And even though she protested, the second people showed up to our house to come in, like, assess it whether they went to buy it, she was constantly watching the camera, just waiting, looking at it, sizing mm -hmm. people. Up. I'm hmm. like, and you said not to do this. And we couldn't really hear much because one, it's high and it kicks up a lot of wind and it was yeah. windy that day. But we do see people come in and out. We see them come in, stay for a while and leave or come in and realize pretty quickly it's not for them. So our, ours is a three bedroom home. People can see the pictures on the listing. Four or five person families rolling in. And not like friends to assess, like family with kids going in for like five or 10 minutes coming out and shaking their heads. What, how did you think that was gonna work? 
Like, okay, I guess. I mean, I guess you could turn the entire basement into like a two-person room. But... Your basement could be made into like three bedrooms, easy. Yeah, true, but you'd have to put a lot of work into it. That's true. Like, that's true. it's not like ready to move in. Yeah. Are you gonna put your family to work? All right, yeah. we bought the house. Let's go in and start hanging drywall. You get to choose how big your room is. No, <laughs> no one's doing that. Who gets the biggest room? Who can hammer the fastest? Bingo. It's it's a little weird, and we get a few of those, but a lot of them are just like cute like tiny families that have like little kids with them and again we can't hear them or talk to them for good because that does kind of start breaching the code of all of this we see them come and go and everything's fine we notice that some of them have problems with the locks and at one point someone is kind of stranded here because they don't want to leave the house unlocked because and we find this out later our realtor her company changed lock companies like the people that supplied them with the locks to the houses and ever since they changed the new company it's been horrible none of the locks work they get jammed and sadly ours got jammed and they couldn't the key was still out but they couldn't open it to put the key back in so our realtor had to come up and it was fine because we had like back-to-back -back bookings two at a time overlapping so one realtor would just wait for the next one to come up for about 40 minutes until our realtor got there with a new box the old box that worked from an old like a, a, a legacy box and actually today uh tuesday a guy came knocked on the door and actually had to to saw off the the faulty lock because it was like beyond the ability to get it to work. Anyway, that was one thing we noticed and was like immediately on top of. And we're like, hey, something looks weird. And then they called, cool. Um, the weirdest part was there was one guy who came in and we also, I hung up some signs around the house. Um, one of them was, hey, we only have like a doormat for this one door in the back. If, it, if it's wet outside and it could have rained and it did rain over the weekend, don't use this door. Use the other door. That way no one's tracking water through this part of the house, which is something that we do. We normally keep a, a mat there, but we've packed most all of our things up. And um, for some reason, we didn't think about this when we were packing them up until, and then we actually went out and bought more mats because we'd already packed the other ones. Like, eh, we'll just go buy some to put down. I have signs there. I have signs everywhere because we had to leave our cats here. Um, our dog went with us, but the cats constantly like, hey, do not let cats out of the house. Do not let cats out of the house. Keep this door open for the cats. Do not let cats out of the house. Well, one guy rolls in and he's by himself and he opens the door, which is common. Realtors get there early um, to get prepared for their, um, uh, their clients. But this guy's alone and he goes in and the first thing he does is prop open both front doors and just leaves them open and walks through the house. And we're like, well, there were signs clearly that said, do not leave the doors open and do not let the cats out. This is recipe for the cats getting out. Now they are terrified of strangers. And I think we're just hiding in the basement because there was a constant flow of people. But we're like, this is kind of weird. So he's just got the both front doors wide open and just wide open. I don't know, I don't know what I'm this is strange. Uh, Mary, our, our realtor is going up for the, uh, going up to the house for another reason. I think this was like one of the things right before the open house. It was. So this was Sunday morning and he just like an hour before wide open, left him open probably 15 to 20 minutes before we got it fixed. Cause he, he did at one point close it again, but then opened it again. No idea what's going on, but we're watching it. And my wife's freaking out. She's like, what's up with this guy? One, no one else is showing up. So he's alone. Is this someone who's like trying, like, is this not a realtor? Did someone get the, the code? Like all kinds of scenarios are running through her mind. And um, we did have Alexa, our Alexas, which I almost took down, but didn't. Um, so I had the Alexas throughout the house and I can make announcements even from my phone anywhere. So 
my wife contacts a realtor. It's like, hey, this is super weird. Why is this guy doing this? She's like, that is kind of weird. That's definitely not normal. No one in their right mind would do that, especially with signs about pets. So I radio in Alexa and say, hey, make an announcement. And I say, hey, um, I don't know if you've read the signs, but shut the front door. We have cats that we don't want to get out of the house. So we wait. And I only wait another, like, 30 seconds, and I make another announcement. Hey, for serious, though, go shut the front door right now. We do not want our pets getting out of the house. The signs clearly say this. Do this now. And immediately the guy after that, like, is running to the front door and, like, shuts it. He still leaves the other door wide open, the but just fuck? shuts one of the doors. I, it's like, ugh. what the fuck, dude? But the cats can't get out, and hopefully, thankfully... Well, at this point, we're also wondering, did he open every door in the house and just left them wide yeah, open? Yeah, I would just, like, get the fuck out of my house. Like, lock yeah, the door and I, get the fuck out. You're not allowed to be involved in the sale of my house. Because, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is this? Ugh. Um... So if he did or not, my cats are right here beside me, so they're they're fine. They 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 were probably just hidden in the basement, but still weird yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, fucking weird. Don't like. So it. my realtor gets there while he's like closing up, and he apologizes. He's like, "Hey, so sorry. Um, I I can't read English, and your signs were printed in English, so I didn't know what they said." Um, and my realtor's like, "Oh, okay, cool." And he's like, and, "But he actually seems pretty interested in like." He's like, "Look, I, I'm a realtor here. I'm going to houses for my clients. They're outside of the country. They're moving here, and they wanted to find a house. If this would be a good one, I went through and like evaluated it. And I think one of the things he does is just make sure the doors are in good condition. He just opens them and leaves them there to make sure that they don't. There was some logic to it that actually kind of made sense in a weird like squint kind of way. And yeah. I, I genuinely think he was a realtor. But the reason he didn't, he left the doors open, was because there were signs he couldn't read. So he's just like, must be." fine to leave the doors open um and again i don't know that was kind of weird and he did shut them once we'd asked him to and, yeah, I, and I, I was thinking I, if there's I, anyone else in the house i know this is a breach of etiquette because you're supposed to leave them like there's a privacy element here and i didn't do that with anyone else yeah but when you I, do something like that i'm yeah, like no. eh, i'm sorry yeah fuck fuck private no the, there's listen it's a breach of privacy if there were people walking through the house and you're listening to their private conversations like if somebody is in your house like prowling around will you still have the house you still live in your belongings are still in that's the invasion of privacy like very I, true i now i think i've i mean there wasn't a lot of question for me but i'm definitely sure now when i buy a house later this year i will die in that house because i don't want to ever go through this process of Dude. Uh, randos wandering through my home and it's i mean i've never had this experience either because normally we would be moved out of our present space into the next house because i mean it's never perfect and we've been really lucky up to this point where we've had that kind of overlap and it's not been like a mad dash we've always had time to move in and pretty much get out before more people come in to like peruse our house and buy it this is just not one of those times I mean, and hopefully it never happens again because yeah, well, I, I, mean, I hope I never buy another house after this next one. I mean, um, technically though, I, I feel like, I mean, obviously this part is bad, but otherwise, like, this, you're in the ideal scenario. Oh, like, cause yes. Because there's no, uh, no period of time where you're like uh, living two mortgage life. Yeah, and even if we do, we, we would be fine for a while. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not something we can't handle from a monetary standpoint, but we don't want to. Yeah, but yeah, like, but why would you do that? It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's unnecessary. There was a moment where my wife was panicking. She's like, what if no one buys the house? Because it had been like all day Saturday and no one had put in an offer yet. And she had seen these people come in and out. We've seen people come out and like shake their heads and like point. And we find out and there's always like reviews that people, realtors can do. And they should, they should do it. It's like a common courtesy thing or an etiquette of like, hey... This is what we thought of the house. Here's like a um, our score on like price and like uh, whether we thought the price is too high or not and like general things of why we're interested or not interested. And some of them were like very interested. Price is perfect. Um, 
there's a few little things that we uh, saw that we might like we're thinking about. In our house, personally, there are a few things to be concerned about. And if it was any other, um, I would say, environment for selling houses or climate, not, not climate, any other economic phase of selling a house, yeah. we would not have been able to get the incredibly awesome deal that we ended up taking because people are desperate and like desperate in a way that makes my heart hurt. And I knew that this existed. I, I know this exists because we hear it in the news all the time, but it isn't until someone sends you a letter, hey, I know our offer may not be the best one, but we are having so much problems. And I know that's supposed to tug on my heartstrings. And as a as a manipulation move, I'm almost like, pass. I, I just don't like that. That's not how I roll. And I don't like that kind of, um, well, manipulation is the only word I can think about. Yeah. But at the same time, I know this is genuine. I have uh, a certain loan type that makes it difficult. People, it, it just takes a longer time. If you are able to take the time, please really consider our offer because we desperately want a house. We've been looking for months. Other people, like my realtor was upstairs when she did the open house. Tons of people came by because ours is in a sweet spot from like a price point perspective that it's really, while not accessible for a lot of people because most people cannot save up the money to buy a house, even one like my size, it's within a, I would say a realistic price for most people. Um, they were just like, she said, almost everyone that came through the door had been looking at houses for months, if not a year. And they're like, every time we put in an offer, we get outbid, or even if we're not outbid, something else. They're like, we are so tired, but we desperately want a home. We're just defeated. This house is great. I will put in an offer, but who knows? Um, and it's that kind of desperation that's sad and really speaks to the plight that we are in as a country uh, with the real estate market and what it's doing. Like inflation of houses is insane. Um, and I don't know when it's gonna burst again, the bubble that this is in. Um, some have argued that maybe it's not a bubble and that this is just a new class divide which who I mean it's, housing has always yeah, been a class divide I mean, so I don't know if that's new at but all it's but both. like it's, it's yeah still I mean there's no like, yeah. one answer for it but it's it's weird and, and that again tons of people were like that so we we get all these offers we don't get a lot of offers we get a far less than I thought we would get and actually less than the house that we ended up buying got but our the offer we accepted ended up being similar to the one that we gave, which was, hey, here's the price we think we would want to pay for this. It's above your asking price, but it may not be as high as some others. So this is how high we're willing to go. It's called like an escalation clause. So if you get a bid at this higher number, we will match that. But then here's our stipulations for what it is. And we did not have any stipulations, mainly because my new house, we walked through it and I'm like, there's nothing here. And after inspection, that house is awesome. There is almost nothing. I mean, we might have to spend a few thousand dollars to get a few things just like perfect, but that is nothing compared to what other people would have to put into other homes. Like it is move in ready and we don't have to do anything if we don't want to for like a year or two. And that's that's being negligent and just for like, meh. And even then we may not have to do anything. Like it is solid for a long time. Nice. I say this and who knows, we get there and everything will fall apart and you guys can laugh at me on the podcast mm. and I encourage you to. Oh guys, guys, make a note. We're all gonna laugh at Alex. Oh my God, it's gonna be good. When he finds out that his entire basement is filled with snakes. Yes! <laughs> Copperheads! There is a lake just two streets over, which I didn't even oh, know existed. No. Yeah, crime oh, no. Copperhead area. I have snakes in my own backyard yeah. now. No. We've talked about this. I don't like it. I don't like it. I no one like likes it. the snakes. I mean, it's not, at least it's not gators. Like, no, that's, that's oh, yeah, life. gators. Like, I have a fake gator in my front yard, but that's not a that's a story for another time. Um, all I have to say is the one that we end up accepting is similar to ours, where they have an escalation clause and very similarly waived everything. And if I didn't know that this house only needed like 
all of the up, I would say all the things to our house that you need now to do are mainly things that you might want to do. There is no structural issue with our house. We fixed all the water problems. What we were going to do if we stayed here was spend an insane amount of money to get the backyard completely changed. Like just basically bulldoze it and build anew because we wanted more of a yard, which is why we wanted to find another house anyway. And a lot of people dinged us in their responses that, hey, yeah, the yard is not ideal. We had an ideal for what we wanted, but market being what it is this house is just as good as any other i need a house please sell me your house we'll worry about the yard later yeah um but th th these people i don't know if they were thinking about the yard or not their their offer did not sound like this we, we ended up finding out who they were and they were one of the people the first people to actually come in and see the house and they were like super excited when they left we could from the video we saw it in our memory like okay these people like genuinely are excited to make this house and they're making a perfect offer for us uh, which much like the house we bought was well above asking price. And if shocked that we were able, at least until, and hoping everything still goes through, who knows? We still have a month to close everything for the most part, but it's it's what the market's doing. Like it's, it's crazy, but I, goodness, when that dude left the door open, all the Ugh. people come to the house, all the different offers coming in and like the people like asking for things or not asking for things, hearing people's feedback about our house. My wife started getting defensive about it. What the hell do they mean that it needs a lot of work? I'm like, well, if you wanted to, you could level the garage because the ground sank a little bit on one side. And we know this. We, we bought the house knowing that that happened. And people explained it to it. People don't uh, compress the dirt around the house sometimes the way they need to, especially if they're adding a garage beside it. Like construction companies, if they're going really fast, don't do that. And yeah, this will happen. But a couple of thousand dollars, you can level it out pretty easily. Um, they just inject the ground with some kind of foam and bring it back up and you're set. Common you know, thing Alex, that Alex, there's a company I've heard of and what they oh. do is if your house is kind of uh, um, sagging at one point, they, they, they use a, a, a pneumatic, a pneumonic, a jack. Uh, they, they actually lift up your house Oh, okay. heard of this company, so. I've not heard of that. Now we don't need jack jacking of the um, or ram jacking is probably what they use as the verb for it. Uh, again, not to be confused with our podcast, but um, it's literally the concrete in the subfloor of the the basement that is not a part of the basement, wow. not the basement, but the garage. Like it's literally you just have to put more stuff under it. They used to do it's called mud jacking as well. That mud sounds a terrible name for a podcast. Yeah, that's a horrible <laughs> name for a podcast. Welcome to mud jack. Hey, everybody. <laughs> And mudjacking is incredibly expensive. Like it is double the price you would pay for this kind of foam jacking they do now, which foam from everything I've read and even like the long-term reviews is way better than mudjacking. I don't know when we came up with this technology. It's fairly recent. It's been like in the last five, maybe 10 years. Um, mudjacking has been around forever. I don't know why you wouldn't do the foam over the mudjacking. Like it's more economically priced and like better all the way around. All that to say. I, I, all that to say, when Mudjack was covering every episode of Blossom, it was a pr it was pretty fun to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> there's always for every company that does something a, with the Jack to your house, there's yeah. a corresponding non-related podcast. Oh, yeah. would it's we, a fact. Would we ever would we ever humor Blossom on the, this podcast? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe an Alfio. We got to get through TNT first. Yeah, TNT you know, is, you know. Who knows what the summer will bring? Maybe we'll take a month just to do one-off Alfios again. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll hopefully be moved into my new house and not have, and this house will be sold. So we'll have a different studio and a much more relaxed pace in our, at least my life. Brad, I don't know. I know things are getting crazy on your end um, from work and stuff, but you know, Indeed. it's what it is. But Alex, we can't let this month go by. Um, it is, as we're recording this, it is March 22nd. 
Um, Alex, we gotta talk about a very important bracket. Now, Alex, there's two contenders in this bracket. Okay. Um, it is, it's the poetry bracket. Oh. So, Alex, Anne Lynn McCord versus Nancy Pelosi. Because since we've recorded the podcast last, this is our important segment of, up. I, I, the Anne Lynn McCord thing was before that, but we didn't talk about it. So, uh, two poems, Alex. Who's winning the bracket? Anne Lynn McCord's Dear President Putin are Nancy Pelosi and Bono. Hmm. I'm not familiar with either of these. Are you serious? I miss these. Oh, I, I'm, I am dead serious. Hurrah! This is what I was hoping and dreaming. Alex, we have two two great readings of poetry. One from actress of the 90210 reboot, Anna Lynn McCord. Um, Which one was she? Um, I, she was an actress on the reboot of 90210. <laughs> um, I'll look her up really quick. Um, I, I will send you some links um, to our poets. Okay, I am ready when you are. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm. So much laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine the stain, the soul-stealing pain that the little boy you must have seen and believed and the formulation of thought quickly taught that you lived in a cruel, unjust world. Is this why you now decide no one will get the best of you? Is this why you do not hide nor away shy from taking back the world? Was it because so early in life all that strife wrapped your little body with fear? If I was the mother, if the, the world was cold, I'd have died to make you warm. I'd have died to protect you from the unjust, the violence, the terror, the uncertainty. I would have died to give you life. Oh, dear Mr. President Putin, if only I'd been your mother. Perhaps the torture of unwrit youth would not within your heart imbue ascription to such fealty against that world that you thought was so cruel. Perhaps you would hold dear human life, and on this night, instead of Mother Russia, you would call me, and I would set your mind quite free with the love that only a mother can give and only a mother can take away. When hmm? holds, she doesn't harm at bay and leaves her boy for the promise of a man. Whatever your story, Mr. President Putin, I can't imagine how it feels in your heart, but I know if I was your mother, I would be a start towards the awareness of what a powerful being of light you could be if your mind was only free from the violence you've seen when you were just two or three. I cannot believe I was born too late in a different place when I would have loved you so. Watched you play so wherever bad. you go. Oh. I was born in a different place and time. I mean, let's be honest. The possibility of me being your mom, and I know this is this is a common trope in I will say mothering blogs where some mother will uh, speak a poem or write something, a letter perhaps, 
to someone like a child. Like this is weird. Okay, I had actually had seen this for as a blip okay. weeks ago when I guess when it happened. Yeah. Um, where they were making fun of it, but I didn't realize this was the video they were making fun of. I thought they were making fun of the overall, again, the common and again for lack of better words, trope of hey, I'm gonna write a blog as a mom to someone else. Um, like the son I never had or my daughter uh, when she's 20. Um, and I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. This is new levels of insanity. Oh, this is like, it's bonkers. It's so like, like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you think you're doing? <laughs> like, I, God. If I could have been your mother, Mr. Putin, things would have been different. Would, I'm like, fuck off. First of all, like, fuck off. Are Vladimir Putin's parents still alive? Because if so, they should do a reaction to this. Yeah. Like, I want to, <laughs> granted, granted, granted. <laughs> All that being said, I don't know where their stance is on what their son's behavior is, what they're doing, but I want them to just look at this and be like, what the fuck? Like, cause this is weird. Yeah. It's so fucking so weird. so fucking weird. Like, ugh, get, like get out of here. Like, shut up. Ugh, terrible, terrible. So that's the first person in the bracket, Alex. So strong contender already. Very, very but, strong. But Alex, here's the question. Here's the question. What about a poem read by, I mean, one of the greats, Nancy Pelosi, oh. um, from someone um, whom we all know and love, who is a very Irish part of our lives. Um, this was oh, all St. Patrick's Day, and Nancy Pelosi uh, read this poem from Bono. So, Alex, you tell me when you're ready, and we will we will watch this one as well. Before I introduce them, I want to. I got this message this morning from Bono, and, and most of us, we're always whether we're in Ireland or here, whatever it is, Bono has been a very Irish part of our lives. What? And he said this. He said, "Oh, St. Patrick, he drove out the snakes." with his prayers, but that's not, it that's not all it takes. For the smoke symbolizes an evil that arises and hides in your heart as it breaks. And the evil from, risen from friends, from the darkness that lives in some men, but in sorrow and fear, that's when saints can appear. To drive out those old snakes once again. And they struggle for us to be free, from the psycho in this human family, Ireland's sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine, and St. Patrick's name is now Zelensky. I'm so sorry, it's just... Well, you like that, Father? <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> Now, are we ready? Don't tell me are there's not ready? a second poem, Brad. No, no, I can no, 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 no. read Okay, those. we're ready to welcome the Riverdance 25th anniversary <laughs> show straight here in the capital of the United States. What, oh. Wait, what is this? <laughs> this is St. Patrick's Day. What the fuck are they doing? This is St. Patrick's Day, friend. So they have a St. Patrick's Day breakfast? I, I like, I mean... What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, I'm sorry. Riverdance is happening. I need to turn oh, yeah, this down yeah. now. Turn, I can't watch. Yeah, I've already stopped it. I just want. To, I just love watching her introduce the, the Riverdance. Like <laughs> all of that, all of that. Nancy Pelosi wins. As much as the first thing was super cringe, uh -huh. and again, um, I, 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 I would like to say that just, I, I, 
it sucks that the Ukraine war is happening. That's horrible. Um, it sucks that Russia invaded it. Why can't we just have sovereign country? Why, why are we fucking doing this? War is horrible. Absolutely, categorically hate it and denounce it uh, wherever it is. Uh, and it sucks that it's happening in the Ukraine right now. And I really wish it would stop. I hope it does. All that being said, both these poems are beyond cringe, but the way Nancy Pelosi, just the way that she's like, hey guys, and she's trying to get everyone, and, and there's forks, and then there's old people just talking over her as she's like trying to get their attention. And she thinks that saying Bono's name in 2022 is gonna turn heads? Uh, listen, Alex, he's- I got this from Bono. Listen, mm -hmm. he's a very Irish part of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> he's a very Irish part of our lives. You know, for many of us, he's a, he's a very Irish, part of our lives. What? What? I, the part where, at the end, he draws like parallels between I guess Irish history and what's happening now in the Ukraine. Uh, Irish, like, Irish folklore more than history. But, okay. Um, it's like, you know, now uh, the Ukraine is Ireland. And, and now uh, St. Patrick's name is, Zelensky, is now Zelensky. It, it, was, it was delivered in the way that her facial expressions were like, ah, here's the catch. Here's the twist in this, the poem. And everyone in there was like, oh, yeah. Fuck off, you old people. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Leave. We don't want you in there anymore. We need better, more competent leaders. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I am sorry on behalf of the United States that this happened and that somewhere else in the world people saw this. That's not what we want. That kind of bullshit is not what we want. No. No. I... Yeah. I... Yeah. So, uh, you think Nancy Nancy takes the, uh, takes the bracket? Nancy totally takes the bracket. Nancy's Are you moving kidding? forward. Who knows what we'll talk about next episode? But they'll be going up against Nancy at some point, possibly. I would be shocked if anyone can beat Nancy Pelosi in this bracket. This this is a monster bracket, right? Is this what I, we're doing I, for I, a monster I, bracket? This, I listen. Who knows what the subject of next bracket will be? All I know is this was the bracket this week. We'll figure out the next one next time. We'll figure out next time. No worries. Nancy moves forward. Sorry, Aunt Lynn McCord. If I was your mother, I would say maybe try harder next time. <laughs> but I'm not your mother, so it doesn't fucking matter. If you were if you were her mother, you would not have hugged her as much so that she may not have written poetry to maybe bear I I don't know. I don't know. Who knows why someone is inspired to do what they do? I don't know if hugs and love are necessarily Yeah, like that's the best <sighs> or worst motivation? I don't know. I like I understand. It's all saccharine bullshit, it's and I hate it. It's, but it's like such saccharine liberal like bullshit too. Like it's like what the idea that like the problem with Vladimir Putin is that he didn't get enough love as a child. Like what are you talking about? Like do you like read a book? Like just literally open a book. I have some clue of what's going on. Like, what was running through her head when she supposedly wrote this or adapted this from something else? The weirdest thing to me is that it's a fucking poem. Like, hearing her and rhyme that, it was like... She's done this yeah. before. Oh, well, of course like, she has. Like, this is her shit. This is what she does. She posts this kind of shit. She's one of those. But it's... Is it always, if I was your mother, so-and-so? I, I don't... Don't know. Haven't delved that deep in, but uh, she apparently wrote a very cringy George Floyd poem as well. Joy's George Floyd, if I was your mother. Oh, okay, okay, oh, Anne. No. Anne Lynn, let's calm down. Let's, no, no, cut her mic, yeah. cut her mic. Yeah, very bad, very bad. Mr. Vladimir Putin, if I was your mother. Well, let's let it, let's hear her out. Let's hear her out. Let's see what this one's about. No. And liberal bullshit was really the, 
because I recognize that immediately. This is both the both of these things are the same gross yeah. that I, I dislike. Yeah. What would the conservative version of that be? Oh, Putin, if I was your father. Putin, and, if I was your buddy, which I am. <laughs> we go take drink you. and fuck hot bitches. They would shut their mouths. I would meet you on the battlefield of Call of Duty every Friday night. Have a few beers, you know, talk about life. But it means to live in this country of ours. Or, you know, yeah, I don't know. Very weird. Very Super weird. Super fucking weird. Very weird. Very weird. Um, Alex, speaking of weird, I went to Regal last night. Really? Saw a movie. Saw the movie. Which one? Saw the movie X. I, what is X? I've not heard of this X, one. It's very good. It's a horror movie. Um, it's it's set in the seventies, and it's like some uh, some people they're making they're making a they're making an X rated movie. They basically rent out a farmer's house for uh, for like a couple of days. Have we talked about this before on the show? Don't think so. Okay, so I have heard about this. I was trying to think of where else would I have gotten context for this. I must have seen it um, mentioned on something, but I saw the trailer for this. Um, yeah, it looked kind of interesting. It was, what what it was, were your thoughts? It was very good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. There was a post credit scene that I wasn't expecting that is like, it was literally like, I was in the process of standing up to like leave the theater because it is like for real post credits, like literally all the credits finish rolling and then there is a scene, which usually, you know, your post credit scenes at this point in time, it's like halfway through the credits, you know, maybe they'll put like a little something at the end. No, this one, credits completely roll. And then there is a scene that is, yeah, people should definitely see. I will not spoil anything. But you would you approve? Like it's a it's a fun movie. Fun movie, definitely a fun ride. But Alex, before the movie started, there were some trailers, and I got scared to my core again. Cause guess who was there? <laughs> some people no. might say I am the villain of this story. Ah! Well, I mean, you're going to see a, a hardcore uh, horror film, yeah. so I can only imagine that of they course. would. That any type of trailer I mean, is able to, to scared show to my before core, that. Scared to my core from the beginning. <laughs> it gets weirder every time I watch it. I don't plan to go to the theater anytime soon. I've got too much packing to do. Sure. But if for some reason I find myself in the theater in the next month, maybe I have to go. Maybe I see Batman for some reason or something else. I hope they play that trailer before. Because I just want to have that's that's a that's the kind of horror experience I could get around. Getting my popcorn, sipping on a, a sweet Z, and suddenly a false sense of security watching the trailers. Ooh, ah! Like immediately, I throw my popcorn in the air. Like I understand that chilling someone to the oh, core. And I've seen I want to. I want to so see many, that. I've seen that trailer so many times now. That but to like, see it on the big screen, the, like the, really the get second, the fear. That first, like core goes. I'm like, oh no, here we go. To have Tom Hanks hit you in Dolby surround sound at like a decibel volume, just just so much. It's different. I'm assuming on the big screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's almost like a double feature for you. Oof. Like God. Oof. Yeah. So that was that, that movie. Scary. That's going to be weird. You're going to see that in the theaters. Oh, no absolute doubt. opening night. I'm First... taking, like, take, should I take off work? Like what? Yeah, you should. Thur Thursday midnight showing. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm sure you'll have people there because there are people who fucking love Elvis that are obsessed with Elvis. I think still, most of those which, people are dead. I, like I don't think there's a lot of those left. You would be shocked. There's I I run into people now, and again, it's 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 always like really like the the granddaughters of people who were fans or the daughters of the mothers whose grandparents were still like carrying that torch for Elvis. Watching all the movies. It is interesting to talk to them about some of the old Elvis movies and be like, okay. <laughs> I mean, mm, but still, I, it's strange. Very strange. Very, very strange. Very strange. Two strange creatures. <laughs> Wild. Um, on a slightly related music note, I introduced my, uh, my daughter to Harry Belafonte. Nice. Today. We were listening to old, we were taking a bath and we played uh, the, what is it, uh, the Splish Splash, I was taking a bath. I can't remember who did the Darren something, right? I can't remember his last name. A famous song from along about taking a bath and then suddenly, oh, there's a party going on in my house, cool. Well, after that, uh, the Jump in the Line song of Harry Belafonte's came on. I was like, oh, sweet, Harry Belafonte. And she's like, what? I'm like, just listen to the song, we'll vibe to it, cool. And then I played Deo and she was like, this is great. And then I played, um, uh, what is the ones? See each other clearly. Do you know who we are? I can't remember the name of it off the top oh, of yeah, my head. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, Turn the world around. Yes. She's like, this is great. So now I've, I've introduced her to that, but that's a side note of like, oh, yeah, Harry Belafonte. I, it's about time we listen to this in our rotation of Indeed. random music that pops open. Nice. I, I've i seen some movies or some TV shows since the last time we talked. Um, we saw the new Pixar movie, uh, Turning Red, about a young... Scandalous. Scandalous movie, I've heard. Scandalous. My daughter was kind of afraid of it. A little bit. And it's only because, like, there are some tense moments uh, between parents and stuff. And when you turn and... I mean, they frame it. It's it's what it is. She's still young enough to where some things scare her when they shouldn't. Or normally wouldn't. Um, but it was a touching film. It was good. Uh, I mean, you say that until it makes your child rebellious. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know what people are, are... Honestly, no idea what people are worried about. It's a real scandalous movie, Alex. I, I just don't think it's appropriate. Uh, I think it's real dangerous you're trying to show that kind of thing to your child. I don't... I honestly don't get... I don't get it. No. My daughter didn't even register the things of, like, uh... Like, menstruation and periods at all. She was just like, all right. Which they don't even... Like, they talk about in a very open and fine way. Just like, it's matter of fact. All right, cool. Um... But I was like, all right, even if she did, like, we would just talk about it. Duh. <laughs> that's the, that's what movies introduce you to, like, inter like not just entertainment, but, like, myth and everything. The whole point of these stories is to bring up these conversations to children in a way that you can talk to them about it. Why not? Nothing else does. I can't think of another movie at all. Um, I The only other movie I can think of that has a scene where a woman, uh, where they talk about a woman getting a period or whatever is Carrie. And you don't want that to be the movie to introduce your kids to that. Mom, what the fuck's going on? Okay, honey, let's pause this horror movie and talk about this for a second. That would be amazing. And that's the worst. Like, just thinking about how that movie progresses and then when they drop the, the pig's blood on her and they're all gonna laugh at you and she goes back to that locker room. The worst example. I don't see any conservatives bringing that up. I mean, Turning Red is like great like it's it's just a fun great movie um, it's about like family it's, it's, and tradition it's about, in a way it's about teaching kids to disrespect their parents alex so i mean isn't that fucking every movie about what what <laughs> what i mean cinderella 
a classic staple of Disney. She rebels against her evil, wicked stepmother. I don't, yeah, I don't let my kids watch that one either. Don't let, don't want to watch that one. No. There's too many parallels between wicked and evil parents. Yeah, I don't. And yeah, I don't. Parent, I think it's appropriate. Kid to doing say something. Evil stepmother. No, it's not appropriate. So no, I, my no. kids don't watch that one. Alex, try again. Nice try. Aladdin. <laughs> Jasmine <laughs> breaks out of the Sultan's house, and the Sultan's a nice guy. He's just like a bumbling kind of. Uh, yeah, of course. I don't let my kids watch that one either. Of course, obviously. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, couldn't couldn't let my kids watch that. I mean, th- there's other reasons why some of these movies are troubling, but it's not the rebellious kid part. <laughs> kids are <laughs> want to be rebellious in some way. I like to watch. I, I only let my kids watch movies where the children dutifully obey their parents. Yeah, like Those the buttercream game. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fuck. Which also has a rebellious ah, team in it. I don't want to watch it. And also, fuck the buttercream gang. <laughs> I think we can all agree on both sides or all sides. Listen, uh, listen, the buttercream I, gang can go fuck themselves. Listen, I'm trying to form a coalition. Um, we're just, we can all agree, fuck the buttercream gang. No matter what side of the aisle you fall on. Do you fall on the side of, of children should be able to disobey the parents? Do you fall on the side of uh, children should obey the parents? Whichever side you're on, we all agree, fuck the goddamn butter gang. The widow Jenkins, who was saved by the buttercream gang, by the way. First thing she said when she woke up on that hospital bed. God damn it. What happened? I thought it was over. I'm ready to go. Okay, uh, Widow Jenkins, the buttercream gang, said, God damn, buttercream gang. Fuck the buttercream gang. <laughs> All my doors were locked. How the fuck did they get in? Well, they, they scaled the outside of your house with a rope and swung in and got in. And God fucking damn it, kids. Ugh. Mm. Hate them. Turning Red is awesome. Like, it's just a fun ride. Go see it. It's, it's good. Alex. Got some people here from Orlando. Mm-hmm. They've got some issues. It's a little segment called Well, I Fully. Oh, what? Hmm. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Hmm. Well, I Fully appreciate the concerns associated with the tornado warnings last Tuesday night in Sumter County and a brief cut in on the national news would have been completely understandable. I am ticked off that the entire last 15 minutes of the NBC nightly news program was preempted with coverage of this. We got the point of the concerns and the track of the storms of con- We got the point of the concerns and the track of the storms of concern in a couple of minutes. Fair enough, whatever. Make the point. Stress how people should protect themselves in harm's way and get back to what else is happening in the world. Pissed off about tornado warnings, huh? Guess you never like had a tornado like devastate your city (laughs) multiple times. I mean, it's just like people to talk shit without ever experienced it. No empathy. Guess guess you never been in a tornado. What's the big deal? Giant wind vortex known in severe cases to like completely like level blocks or like mile wide sections of the earth. Fuck that. I've lived through hurricanes. There's nothing worse about batting down the hatches, kids. Get back to my March Madness. Listen, put it on TV for 15 minutes and then get on with it. Weird. <laughs> First of all, I you're watching TV, so fuck you. Like, stop watching TV. Seriously. Damn. I'm sorry. That's just... Yeah. 
I am like really ticked off <laughs> at the participants on the Bachelor TV show. Huh. They all say like thousands of times per minute, exclamation point. Not like sure why people say like so much and have no idea what they are like saying. It's like the most used and abused word in like the English language, exclamation point. Hmm. Yeah, fuck off. Like you. I too am, guys, please, can someone? I too am totally in bewilderment as to why no sensible employer insists that employees park away from the entrance. Most have no clue as to how many times a parking space turns over in a given business day. For an employee to encroach on the opportunity for a disabled customer to park closer is actually a form of theft from the from their own employer who loses the business from a potential customer who can't park close enough. Huh. I, I first of all, I, the... In the times when I worked in, like, a retail setting, we weren't allowed to park, like, up front for these specific reasons that, like, yeah, the employees, park you park over to the side. They don't want you parking right there, because, yeah. But, like, also, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, like, what are you talking about? Um... I, I would I, I'd have to say that I've noticed over the course of our lives there used to only be like two maybe four handicap accessible parking spaces in a parking lot now there's many in a lot of the places I go yeah. which I, I love is someone who champions accessibility in a digital way all the time in my profession it's great to see that happen sure so this person thinks that employees of a grocery store or any other like big box store park closer get like primo parking spaces. Yeah. And aren't told to park away? Like I can't think of a I can't think of any place I've worked like that where I wasn't like, hey, you park over here because the customers park over here. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. In fact, like I places that weren't even like retail op- like oriented, I a lot of times I had to park like a ways because they wanted to keep spaces open in case in case they had like, you know, people coming in for some reason. Yeah. So there would just be lots of open spaces for no reason. On the off chance there might be a client come into an office. Has it changed since then? In these crazy times where it's hard to find labor, Brad, is one of the perks like, park wherever you want. I, <laughs> park up close. Listen, we're not going to pay you a living wage, but we will let you park three spaces closer. <laughs> we have a parking lot of 500 parking spaces. You choose. I mean, insane. Please? Insanity. Insanity. Also, uh, uh, spoiler alert, uh, I hate parking closer to the store because you know what else happens close to the store? People leave, like, shopping carts all over the place. Your car is going to get hit by a shopping cart. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten. So, also, you're going to have, like, it's going to, when you're trying to pull out, there's going to be people walking and, like, I, I, no, I, people aren't, people aren't choosing to, like, park close to get one up. Like, it's not a thing. Also, I, like if you're if you are disabled to the point where you're not you don't have a handicapped space, but you still need to be closer. I just drive around, just drive around until you get the space you want. I guess I get it. Older people, not necessarily disabled, not gonna get that tag, you know. Okay, but like 
then you're just gonna have to wait. I don't know. I don't know what you want. They want parking space, um, parking spaces divvied out by age. Handicap first, and then boomers get the first 20 parking spaces past that line. Then millennials, then Gen X, and employees. <laughs> you're already kind of that uh, Generation Z or a Zennial, so you're out there in, in the very back of the parking lot. That's what I want. What about Stupid the, millennials also, ruining the economy. Also, let's be real, Alex, because that's not the way it works, because we got old people that are having to go back to work. So what about the employees that are elderly? Sorry. You, you go to a grocery store or any store and notice like half the employees are, can like barely move. Well, they get to park in the store. <laughs> There's a new bay opened up. You know where they pull the, push the carts in? Free parking for uh, the elderly that works. Here the comes greeter. Myrtle. Honk, honk. <laughs> Myrtle rolls up, gets out of her car, walks five feet, greets everyone for the like an hour, maybe three hours. She gets in her car and just leaves. Oh. See ya, kids. Wild. Wild. Don't know what you're talking about. Retirees also get their own rung of the parking lot. None of this is good. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, like, just whatever. Like, nonsense. I went for lunch to... Oh, motherfucker. Listen, you gotta do something right for me. You either have to start with, I'm ticked off, or you have to write a coherent sentence. <laughs> like, I'm asking for one or the other. What I'm not asking for is, I went for lunch to at Margaritaville Universal City Walk, period. It costs $27 to park and $22 plus tax and tip for a very small portion of mediocre fried chicken that came with mm -hmm. fries and string beans plus tap water to drink. Just a corporate greed money grab. Oh, just a corporate greed money grab. You literally went for lunch at Margaritaville at Universal City Walk. What did you expect? You went for lunch to Margaritaville at Universal City Walk. What? First of all, if you decided to go Universal City Walk to go to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville restaurant for... Fried chicken, fries, string beans, and tap water. I I, I don't like. <laughs> this is your life. These are the choices you made. Um, surely there's something better than that at Margaritaville. Maybe I don't know. I, I mean, Margaritaville. Like I, the only thing I've got at Margaritaville is a margarita. Uh, I mean, given the title, you think that's all you would like? I'm, that's the thing to get yeah, when I'm you not, go. I'm not hugely interested in supporting a restaurant themed around Jimmy Buffett. So, I, but like, yeah, I, what was the scenario? What did you think was going to happen? Did you think you were going to go and it wasn't going to be a corporate greed money grab? It's Universal City Walk. It's the most corporate money grab I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And your complaint is that it costs $27 to park. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll be honest, pay, paying for parking is stupid. Yeah, it's terrible. It sucks. Um, it's bad. But like... I, How did you not know that going in, though? Yeah, did you, you expect it to be free? That's not going to be free. You're writing to the Orlando Sentinel, so I assume you live in Orlando. So you know how this shit works. Very strange. Apparently not. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, did someone invite you? Did someone invite you to go to Margaritaville at City Walk? What, did, did you do anything? Is that all you did? Did you go to the parks? Did you... Also, to go to City Walk for Margaritaville is a wild decision. There are nice restaurants at City Walk. Yeah. Go to the fucking, go to the um, Chocolate Emporium. Like that, you went there. Been there. Yeah. It was great. I love that place. 
I mean, it's a fun place to walk around and experience things. So I'm sure Margaritaville, if, if Margaritaville was truly the destination to then leave, well, then you wasted an opportunity to walk around City Walk and like really take it in. Yeah. And then also, like you said, better restaurants. Much better. Chocolate Emporium was fascinating. Choc- awesome. Oh, so you got good. cosplay people running around. So fun. Now, and you got to get a milkshake when you're there. I don't th- I don't remember. I don't think I got a milkshake, but no. that was mainly because diabetic. There was a carb thing going on. That yeah, was my fault for not monitoring my stuff. And have cupcakes yeah. on top. Like, and I was like, I can't I can't eat that no. right now. And it sucked. I would have loved to get one, but I, I could not justify to myself a bite of the cupcake, some of the milkshake. And then you would go get it on a plane because it was right before yeah, you Yeah, I was like, so, uh, sadly, this cannot work out no, for those me. Milk- but if I lived there, fuck yeah, I would have accommodated. I would have been yeah. like, okay, all right, let's... um. Let's really make sure these carbs can work for me, please. But that's different. The, uh, I'm diabetic. The one, you old person, who knows? The one time I got the milkshake there, me and Dan went during a horror night, and we'd been walking around for a while. Mm. And then we went and there you we, go. We, we got the milkshake. Um, and that's all we did. Um, then we left. And I didn't finish the milk. I like I, I took it home and put it in the freezer and finished it later. Which you can do. Yeah. If you live low, if you're a local. Exactly. I can't take that on the plane. No. They would laugh at me. You look ridiculous. Um, but yeah, wild, wild decision. I can't, can't even. I, uh, I, Alex, let's go look at the flip side. A big thank you to our server, Kathy, and the Winter Park Olive Garden for their fantastic service going above and beyond, exclamation point. They made our day. Hooray. I mean, hey, Margaritaville, you could have just gone to Olive Garden. <laughs> they try to treat you like family, which is super scary and weird. Don't have to pay for parking there yet, though I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure at some point, capitalism will run amok where when you go to a restaurant, you have to pay five bucks for parking. Easy. Easy. There'll be a cover fee. Welcome to welcome to the Olive Garden. That'll be five dollars for parking, sir. No, it's not valet. You just have to pay to get here. All right, and that's a $10 cover charge. It's unlimited fucking breadsticks. It's $10 cover. It's 15 bucks to get in the door. And then whatever the price of the meal is. Alex? Brad? I okay, I, I, okay. I found one that actually says ticked off, but first things right. first. First things first. Let's let's eat our vegetables first. Let's eat our string beans mm. with our mediocre fried chicken first. <clears throat> if you are smart enough to go to college and take out a student loan, then you should be smart enough to know that it is your responsibility to pay the back the loan. Mm-mm. Wrong. I no. There's no smart enough situation. That's not like I had no idea that I was taking out a loan that I would have to pay back. That ain't what happened. Like, first of all, you have to go to college. Yeah. Like, if you want any sort of a decent job, you have to go to college. You can't move forward in this world without college. It's a requirement. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like honestly, like in a lot of things, a bachelor's degree isn't even cutting it anymore because so many people mm-hmm. have degrees. Like, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, even a specialized degree answer, I mean, when I say wrong, the beginning of the premise, as Brad rightly stated, is wrong. Yeah. You're smart enough is not even right. You were unfortunate enough to have to take out a loan yeah. due to your economic means, and you were preyed upon by loan like lenders. Yeah. It's um, like, and also, I was, and this is very specific to our specific generation. Mm-hmm. When we went, to, when we went to college, if you went to college and got a bachelor's degree in anything, you could get some sort of a decent, maybe not a great job, maybe not a good job, but like when the time of people that graduated 
when we were going into college, with any degree, if they had a bachelor's degree, they could be assumed to make, to start off life with at least $50,000 job. Like just a normal, no normal good job. Like a perfectly serviceable job. At that time, obviously now that's not that great. But at the time, I again, even now starting, you know, beginning your career, that's an okay place to start. That is not the case by the time we got out of college. Not at all. At all. So we went in with complete lies. Like worst case scenario, we can have some kind of dumb job making $50,000 a year because we're smart and we went to college. Therefore, okay, you have to take out loans because there's literally no other option. So either I can plan to make $50,000 a year to start or I can plan to make $7 an hour. <laughs> And that was then. I don't know what the fuck's going on now. Yeah. I, people in my, so people in my profession, I, 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 a lot of, I, I, I stay friends with a lot of people in my larger user experience circle. And some of them are managers. And we're all talking about how hard it is to hire and find talent. But now, like Brad is right. Right when we graduated was kind of a transition of, you may not be able to get that very starter 50,000. My first job wasn't even $50,000 when I first took it out. Um, I, I did luck into a random job and I eventually got paid more money, but it wasn't until I changed from my first starter job because again, I was young and they saw that and it was like, all right, you're young. We can just pay you a certain amount and you'll work for it, right? And I was like, sure, why not? It's a job. After my, my next job, after that one, I started making real money of what I'll consider real money. Um, but it took me like four years to pay my dues, so respect. That doesn't happen now. Um, it is hard to hire people that are talented. And when you do find someone who's talented, they are diamond in the rough. Because it is oversaturated. Yeah. I, and when I, you find someone that's worth, they can write their ticket. There are people who are super talented that if you don't offer them $100,000 from your job and out of college, they'll laugh at you and go get it from somewhere else. And I don't know how that's happening at yeah, all. No. That's That was unheard I, of from an undergraduate degree. Undergraduate. Graduate, I can understand. That's what? A fucking undergraduate? Not that we can get into that. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff going on there. And UX is a very specialized thing versus a lot of the other stuff. Because again, most of the people we went to college with, no idea what they wanted to do. I'll get a random business degree yeah. and turn it into anything. A lot of theater degrees, you could turn that into a lot of different yeah. stuff. My design degree, I could have done spun in all kinds of different ways, but that doesn't happen anymore. No. You can't do that I, now. And until, until 2018, I had not made $50,000 a year. Like that was my first job that paid. I, before that, I think, yeah, I think, I don't know what I was making at Hilton, but it was not that, I think it's maybe 40 Larger issue, that is impossible. People should not be paid. I mean, minimum wage should be 25, 26, I would say $30 an hour. Yeah. Fuck all of it. Yeah. Make it that, and that's what would be what everyone is, and you can adjust things as needed. But it's criminal to pay people less than that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. And again, I I not not only do I have a bachelor's, I have some work towards a master's, some work. Just the fact that I can put on a resume, worked towards a master's, worked towards a master's. That goes a that goes that goes away. That goes away. Not very far, but it goes away. It gets a foot in the door. Um, but that's the only way. Like now, I'm making like money for the first time in my life. Like the idea that we get, you could pay back these student loans. The, the problem, the problem is the interest. I my student mm -hmm. loans have more have more than doubled. Like it's insane. It shouldn't be allowed. Why is the government making a profit? off of my loan. I have to take out the loan to go to school. You you have to get a degree. So we 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 are fine as a society paying kindergarten through 12th grade. Why aren't we fine with paying for four more years that are required? I mean, 
and it really depends on the profession of how many more years you need. But yeah, at least should, four. We at least do the that. four. At least the four more years. After that, like yeah. Honestly, all schools should be free. Learning learning is good for society. Mm-hmm. It makes you a more productive member of society. It makes you more useful. It makes you more employable. If you want to look at this through purely capitalistic senses, you, yes, uh, it makes you a more useful tool for capital. Mm. Fine. I, there were some people that would argue, and obvious case in point, our society is what it is because people who control capital do not think that's the case. Uh, people who are educated understand they're being taken advantage of and that's not good for capitalism at least in the short term i i i long capitalism is not long-term sustainable because you do that to people I, and that's i think that's, you're 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 also conflating education with i in i okay, i think you accreditation and education are separate things and most of our systems are not built towards educating very true and i would i mean i i agree with that i i I actually wonder what, like, my children are being taught in school. I know for the most part, but like us in high school or even like in grade school, we didn't learn that much practical stuff. There was a focus on math and some science and other things, but looking back, what? They didn't prepare us for fucking anything. Um, And that's on purpose. Like, we understand why that is. And it is essentially to be a cog in a machine. And that's still what college prepares people for, even now, even though it's the, the, the divide of when you can actually start to get out of that. And look, we'll never get out of it. Even if you have a college degree, uh, unless you go, uh, already have money, that's just not going to happen. And we know all of this. This is the unfortunate part of late stage capitalism. All stage capitalism. But in a, it agreed. But I say all that to me, yes, school, all education should be free and you should be encouraged to get it whenever and whenever you want. Healthcare should not be tied to your job. It should also be free to enable that because I do think society, the world benefits from people being educated, highly educated and having free healthcare. Yeah. And you should also forgive student loan debt, motherfucker. It's do it. You promised to do it. You uh, need to do it. It's just, it's, it's unwieldy. Like it's, again. It's unfair. It's, I don't it's, care it's what people say. And also it's just, it's impractical. Like I, listen, I, again, I am wildly fortunate through circumstances, um, which are haphazard as anyone's circumstances are. That I actually make money somehow for the first time in my life. And, like, theoretically, I would be able to pay off my student loans at some point in the future. Which, again, until the last two years, was not a possibility at all. It, like, it, physically impossible because of the rate of interest. Like, it grows beyond the ability to pay it back. You cannot pay back student loans. They just keep growing. You pay back everything you owe, and you still owe the same amount of money. It's... And I don't understand, I can understand if you choose to ignore the details around how people were predatory, like lenders were purposely predatory toward people in a certain age specifically about, hey, we're going to give you this interest and you're not going to care because you're a kid. And someone says, well, you were smart enough to go to school, then you should have been smart enough to not do that. Fuck you. No. If, If people are cheated out of money in other circumstances, people are really quick to be like, nope, what's up with that? This fucking thing with the blockchain, people steal all the money from the blockchain, something that they weren't supposed to be able to halt. People fucking halt and says, hey, you get your money back. Yeah. That should work for everybody. If someone cheats you out of this or puts you in an unfair system, and then like Brad says, it would be impossible 
possible unless you have a very uh, high salary, which again, haphazardly, who knows? It could happen, could not. No way to that's, know. That's wrong. Yeah. Like, and you should want as a society to correct that and be like, okay, nine times out, most of the time when someone takes out a loan and they know it's up, cool, you should probably, you should repay that. But in these instances, that was not the case. Yeah. Also, Sorry, other... your loan is wiped. You should want it to be wiped. Yeah, like it does no good to it's society. About, like, yeah, it it's not about being back. fair. Yeah, it is more fair to wipe it because it was wrong in the f- first place. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Do not understand yeah. that argument. It's very dumb. Very dumb. Pearls before swine is the best comic in the newspaper! Exclamation <laughs> point. You just need to have a sense of humor. Much more offensive stuff on television. If you don't like it, don't read it. Huh. Still arguing about that comic strip, guys. Still arguing. Did I talk about? We don't really have time, but I'll I'll mention this. So I saw a comic strip. I read two Ziggies. Both of them were anti-vax and Whoa. like weirdly conservative. And I thought, what the fuck happened to Ziggy? Was Ziggy always like this? Whoa, I did not know that. One of them was about the planes, and it's like now that I got my frequent flyer card, uh, it would make sense that I'm, I don't remember the joke specifically, but it was like it makes sense that the airline would give up on me. And it's him in line, and like all flights are canceled for some reason and the people are wearing masks but Ziggy's not wearing a mask it's fucking weird and there's another one specifically about masks and how it's stupid and I was like Ziggy fuck off yikes yeah <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's good to be back, friend. It's always good to, to chat with you and, uh, you know, to talk. I hope, listener, that you got something out of this. If you did or didn't, let us know. Ramjackpodcast.com, Facebook group. There's a YouTube channel as well. Get at us some way and tell us what you think. Tell us about your life. What are you doing? Are you ticked off about? What are you ticked off about? Maybe use the words ticked off. I'm ticked off. <sighs> and one last thing I would like to say today as we close this podcast this podcast not this ramjack mudjack cast if i saw on your door a sign that said please keep the doors closed i would keep those doors closed glad you're cool if i was Weird, weird fucking poem. Super fucking weird. I mean, what do you think you're doing? What, what, what are you accomplishing with your fucking? Do you think Vladimir Putin's gonna call you and be like, "I do wish you were my mother"? I'm going to stop the war now. Sometimes it's that easy just to open up the the invitation. I'll adopt you. What, like, (laughs) just the lack of awareness. This just in, in a rare, in an unprecedented turn of events, Vladimir Putin has stopped the war in Ukraine and has decided to become the adopted son of actress Annalyn McCord. Huh. I guess art can change hearts. Wow. Wow. Guess we were all wrong on that one. Well, I mean, yeah. You know, know, I'm happy it happened. I'm kind of happy it happened. And I'm glad she's she finally has a son. I mean, she's got a son. The war is over. Russia's all who knows where they're going from here. Vladimir Putin's left giving up. And yeah. it's weird that people just let him just roll around and come back to the States and get adopted. Yeah. I mean you think Meanwhile Meanwhile Zelensky has gotten all of the snakes of Ukraine. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Weird. And and Bono's Bono's uh 
is dyed all the rivers green? <laughs> He's also cleaning up in the uh, uh, on some online betting sites. No one had it. The odds were totally against mm. Zelensky, like, leading the snakes out. And who would have equated St. Patrick weird. with the Ukraine and, like, the snake? It's weird. Wild. Oh, yeah, and also in other news... Uh, uh, um, uh, it turns out Tom Hanks is a fucking creepy monster. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Some might say I am the villain of this story. You are. You are. I, I might watch that trailer before I go to bed tonight. I, maybe it's, not because it'll send a shiver down my side, but just, see, I, I gotta see it again. It's like, yeah, it's, I, man, that movie, I, I can't wait to see that movie. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be fucking wild.